Hello, this is Chris O'Regan, and you're listening to The Sausage Factory. So 393 of The Sausage Factory. Welcome. In this episode, I chat to Cathy Kimport and Susan Schaffer of Tertiops Truncator Studios about their lefty-righty shmup, The Day We Fought Space. Now, I first encountered this game at an expo. I go to a lot of them. This was PAX West in 2019. I distinctly remember it. Level 6, going around a the corner, there was a, there's the play date booth just opposite just nearby then they had this extraordinary looking game which was a shoot 'em up but and the reason i've got them on the show uh, both kathy and susan is to talk about a game that is based on the mobile phone yes or indeed tablets not often we feature those but there's been a, a few episodes recently where we've been looking at some mobile phone games and this is a really really innovative one in that it uses the interface the touch interface of mobile phones to well interact in a unique way and being able to spread your fire dynamically from the ship that you're using to blast things out the sky with really really interesting i, I think it works the best on the tablet, I found it much, much, much more uh, interactive on the big tablet. But still works on the phone perfectly fine. And um, yeah, really, really riveting chat about a game that really piqued my interest. So let's uh, listen to me from the past talking to Kathy and Susan about the day we fought space. Chris, take it away. Kathy and Susan. Hey, nice to meet Hello. you. Who are you and what do you do? We are the developer team for Tersiaps Truncatus Studios. Um, we have just finished making the game The Day We Fought Space, um, which is a rec up for iOS coming 
to the App Store. Very soon. Yes, very, very soon. And Susan, what's your, what's your role in all of this? I am the artist of the game. So um, because we are a small company, I do all of the art from the concept art to uh, the marketing material. Nice. nice. And everything in between. So, again, we're going to bounce between Kathy and, and Susan in this first half, everyone. But um, first, just the first question. You answered that well. There you go. Identified yourself. <laughs> Tell us what you did. It starts, starts so easy. And then it wraps up, especially to question three. You're going to love that one. <laughs> so, second question is this. And we've got to know where you started. Eh? What's the, you know, everyone loves an origin story, right? Apparently. <laughs> yes. Especially if you like comic books. Apparently, mm-hmm. unless they're British ones, but we'll talk about that another time. <laughs> yeah. 2000 AD never does origin stories. Never. It's weird that way. Anyway, so Kathy, how did you make your start making video games? Ah, uh, well, so this our studio goes all the way back to like the 90s shareware era. Um, there is a community, I believe it's still active, Allegro um, Games Programming Library that I, that was my first foray into making, technically, 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 I was making games as a teenager on HyperCard on our Mac Plus at home, <laughs> but none of that ever got distributed, possibly for the best. I don't know how we'd even play it these days. Um but where we really, where we got our name, where we got kind of established ourselves as a brand was was the late 90s. Um, just making games for the sake of making games. Um, nothing commercial until kind of the, until we pivoted to iOS development. Um, so I, there, there was a gap when I was, you know, playing at being a quote real world professional <laughs> doing programming jobs that were not creatively fulfilling and that lasted a whole you know four years before I ran back to game development as quickly as I could um, so yeah we did started around 2010 doing mobile and mm. started in on this game and it kind of became the the most ambitious pra- program uh, game that we had tackled um it was also kind of the transition from when we started the day we fought space that was our studio's transition from solo dev with a little help here and there to actual team development wow mm-hmm. um so so we we've been the company we are, even though we've had the name for 25 years, the soul of this company is was kind of established around 2012-ish mm. when we kind of became we became a team. Nice, mm. and and it so. shows, which is why I have you on here because it's, it's shmups are really really hard to make. They mm-hmm. really are. Yes. <laughs> yes. And you think, well, well you know, it's just this things floating. I mean, we've been around since Space Invaders. What's the, what's the problem? <laughs> yeah. Have you played Galaga mm-hmm. properly? <laughs> Galaxian yes. properly? Mm-hmm. I'm just saying. <laughs> or indeed, or indeed, Scramble or Defender. Uh, bad example. Mm, Gradius. There you go. 
That's a better mm-hmm. example. Mm-hmm. R-type. Yeah. Those those ones. Like, oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Susan, how did you make your, your, your start in this realm of video game land? Yeah, so um, way back when I was also in college, um, a group of friends and I, we had high ambitions of um, making a video game together. Well, that never panned out, but that was definitely um, where the idea came from for me as something that I had in the back of my mind as a thing I'd always wanted to do. But my background is not actually in video game um, design. I uh, went to school for graphic design and studio art and then went back to school to become an art educator and um, did all of those things for a number of years. And uh, just none of that quite fit right. And so um, when Kathy um, and I got together to discuss um, this project um, and working together, it was um, it was perfect. And um, so that's that's kind of where my my start with video games came from as well. With, with um, starting yeah, I mean, with we we do have a lot of people, a lot of guests come in and they say they come they went off to another field and worked in that for some time a lot of mm-hmm. um film and animators from that realm have mm-hmm. found themselves drifting into into interactive side of things and that happens quite a lot and when i ask but uh yeah uh and your 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 sense of design is, is pops out of the screen i've found when i'm playing because you can say Thank you. you've definitely got an eye for not more than that a talent for understanding what the player should be looking at what they shouldn't what they don't need to worry about right now but they yeah. should be worrying about in the next two seconds and that's very hard to do because you need to be knowing where you're going not where you are which smarts. yes yes mm-hmm. so um but anyway <laughs> i'm 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 Going ahead of myself in the second half. But anyway, we'll move on. Um, so here's the dreaded third question, everyone. It's the nebulous third question, which I always ask guests. I've been asking this question for almost nine years now. Actually, nine years. and uh, But it's an important one because you're creators. And I hope you yes. may have considered this at one point. Maybe you haven't. I don't know. And the question is this. What are your biggest influences? Oh, so... Just in general, um, <laughs> it's a big question. Yes, so yes I, it is. I, I thought yeah. a lot about it for this specific game. Yeah. So I'll start there and I'll kind of spiral out. Yes, fair. Um, so, so Jamestown is the game that really kind of nudged me back towards thinking you know, I really need to make that shoot 'em up that's kicking around in my head. Um, a lot of um, Ratchet and Clank was kind of a big, that's that's a big target to reach for, but, you know, <laughs> I was looking at that and thinking, man, it would be fun to have weapons like this in a setting like ours. Yeah. Um, I, I, yeah. I don't, typically name drop that because like it is i kind of don't want people comparing us to them because they do things just so very well i but, mean the last one you know, was it's the direction i have yeah. turned my ship towards 
how yeah. far I sailed towards that beacon is yeah. up for is an exercise for the player to determine. So but, the sheer joy of ludicrous um, weapons is a good inspiration. Yes. Like yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, yeah. It's very much. I I like to make games that let me experience things I can't experience in real life. So the ability to just be a whirling dervish of destruction <laughs> through space. Um, I, I made this during a time in my life where I really wanted to have problems that were easy to solve. So right. I'm, I'm kind of straying from the question here. I'm realizing you got me, you got me talking about myself. <laughs> well, it's, uh, it's kind other... of linked to that, but I always sort of steer guests yeah. back because it does tend to happen because it feels a bit uh, autobiographical, which I'm not, mm -hmm. it's yeah. really sort of what gets, what infuses you, what drives you, what do you find yourself orbiting pun intended more than anything <laughs> else? Uh, that whether you like it or not, like what, what is this again? Kind of thing, like oh, this, this is this has come back again. I'm trying to make a game about something, and there it is again. It's just that one thing. So, what, what about you, Susan? What is the thing that you, you find yourself sort of anchored around, whether you like it or not? So yeah, that is that is a very big question. Um, in regards to the game. Um, and honestly, my art style in general um, has tended to gravitate towards this is definitely um, influenced by comic books, um, always. Uh, I ha grew up reading comic books, um, obsessed with Marvel, obsessed with um, old image comics, and um, it's very influenced my style. But in particular for this game, um, taking that comic book style and adding my own idiosyncrasies to it, but also adding very much that campy sci-fi style as well. Um, so those, I would say, are the biggest influences I have for this game and then also my art style in general. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I can definitely see that. The panels and the use of the icons and little like bits. It's just, yeah. Yes, I, uh, I, um, I... There's a game called Omicron, Omicron, omega something uh we had them on the show i should remember but it's a wonderful sort of um push your luck kind of like choose your own adventure kind of game where you're going through space trying to get back out get back home and you're encountering more and more things and you might make it it's a bit like ftl only not without all the mm -hmm. the horrid nightmare yeah, towards yeah, the yeah. end which you can't even kill the last <laughs> boss in ftl i mean someone reminded I me of that gotten game. that far in ftl no. And someone said, yeah, you did a, you did a game's 10 years old. And I said, they're lying, but they're not. It's actually 10 years old. <laughs> I'm sad. But, uh, yeah, and like I said, you know, yeah, uh, I personally only, grew, only read 2018, not, not, not a Marvel, uh, so Judge Dredd and Nemesis and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But I can definitely understand and relate, although the artist, the, the art was very different and the styling was quite different. I can understand the concept of course what you're trying to achieve yeah, yeah. um cool okay well it definitely shows them what you've done here and next question another tough one see i told you there's, there's a mini boss uh -oh. halfway through this it's great <laughs> so and this one you might you don't want to offend anyone okay that you might know so here's the question and again it's individuals for, the, for yourself kathy and susan but what developer do you most admire in the industry and why 
so I've I admire Kit Fox quite a bit. Um, I've heard them. The, they they seem to have a very lift all ships, uh, rising tide lifting all ships. And the things they've spoken about at GDC, I, their approach to, um, you know, keeping mental health in the forefront, you know, not, not glorifying the idea of grinding yourself into oblivion to get a game out into the world. And just the way they have, so I'm, I'm, know them more through boyfriend dungeon than through dwarf fortress um but just the way like the narrative core in that game that they're taking centering it it really lets you explore relationships and you know social thing it really is pushing the space you know i i've played a fair number of somewhat adult games where there's a right answer for every social interaction like they they're doing it you you got to you got to say the right thing if you want to advance whereas boyfriend dungeon really takes it as is a how you answer each question shapes your relationship and there is there is a canvas of social possibilities waiting for you and that that kind of thinking of of kind of yeah. reframing I, I definitely... just just some of our core assumptions about what a game is like yeah. there is there is a there are points to score even when a lot of games don't have a point counter a lot of them kind of do have the one true path hmm. Um, it can't so, just be logic gates, everyone. <laughs> right, right. I mean, you know, yes, Boolean logic is the underlying tone. I mean, it is just a series of switches. Take a drink, everyone. Mm-hmm. I just mentioned that, but it is just a series of XOR <laughs> and and OR and stuff. That's fine, but you can still mm. make, you know, branching and and things going off, and never actually. Yeah. They don't have to be collapsing. They don't. They can mm. just like stay out there like that, and um, you can still have variants of or branches of a branch of a branch, and that's fine yeah. too. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Embrace the chaos. <laughs> no, that's that's a wonderful yeah. answer. What about you, Susan? Anyone, any particular people you go? You there? You carry on doing the thing you're doing, Ray. Yeah, yeah. So definitely, I agree about Kit Fox. I was yeah. going to mention them as well. Um, another um, is Finji. I really love their mm-hmm. art style a lot. I um, I just think they make really fantastic games. Um, also, Bungie lately, I think has been really mm-hmm. great. Um, I love that their work from home model for every position. I think it's fantastic. That I was love- really great. I saw that ad on yeah. Twitter, and I was going, yeah. see. And there's so many people of a certain generation, not mine, I hasten to add, that are going, oh, no, no, we must, must chain him to the desk. It's just like, just shut up, really. Um, but it's just tiresome, you know. It's just, And the whole, they come from a long hour culture as well. Long hours equals mm-hmm. a lot of hard work. That's a lie. It's always been a lie. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. thankfully, people are only now waking up going, Wait, 
So working 20 hours a day is not, no, no. Yeah, yes. (laughs) That's not something to be championed. And you do hear them go, they were there at seven and they left at nine at just machines. Like, no, there's something wrong there. Like, if you had someone working that long, you failed. You failed. You Mm -hmm. totally failed. Yeah, you know, you're just and, burning. You're just burning people out and yeah, them out. Yeah. Ironically, like if you look at it on the scale of any more than like a month, you're getting less work done. <laughs> Trying to work fifty hours a day over a year versus stopping at twenty five. Yeah. For the course mm-hmm. of a year and productivity. Yeah. Yeah. There are facts, but I don't want to know about facts because there's this culture. It's <laughs> it's a whole yeah. other discussion which we haven't got time to have now. But <laughs> I do right. appreciate. <laughs> The, the sentiment. So, last question. Now, so drop into an easy one. Let's see if this easy back in. But it's a legal one I have to ask because we're a podcast about video games. Here we go. What are you playing right now? Uh, right now, I am. Tr- I'm replaying Saints Row the Third. Oh um, wow! Yes. Yeah. I was just one. in that mood. Yeah. You never know. Yeah. Um, I am also pushing my way through. I, I'm a big fan of Celeste. I have not yet to this point beaten Celeste Farewell. Mm. I am about five hours into my attempt to finally beat Celeste Farewell. Okay. And I think I'm about halfway through. I don't know mm. exactly where because I'm not looking at walkthroughs for hints. <laughs> um, so those are, those are the two things I'm playing right now. Nice. Susan, what's distracting you from stuff? <laughs> um, so because I also am a completionist, I am still working on Breath of the Wild <laughs> many years. Um, five years. I, uh, yeah, five years. Yes. <laughs> I have to hate reminding people about like, it's a couple of years. No, the Switch has been out for five years. Get over yourself. Yeah. Oh. yeah. So yeah. I'm playing that one, but I also have started Deltarune, which is the um, mm-hmm. game by the creators of Undertale. And it's... Um, just oh, yes. starting, so don't know yeah, all no. that much yet. But it's it's fantastic so far. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I just personally, story. I just personally finished Chicory. Um, oh yeah. Oh, that is. So, also, uh, yeah, because we had yeah. we were, we we did a recorded a show Kane and Rince about Chicory. So yeah, I finished oh, it. Nice. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Finished. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I'm not going to say anything today because you know here because it was spoiler. But you know, this, if you're going to listen to the Kane and Rinch show about Chicory, we spoil. Guess what happens? We because we finished it. But, uh, right. but yeah, interesting game that covers very delicate subject of mental health. Uh, and mm. that, that's the yes. people aren't prepared for that. It's all nice, cute, and oh, <laughs> what's this? <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's really clever how they do that. Like, uh, yeah, look, there you go. And uh, so, yeah, be prepared for that. But yeah, it does okay. revel in uh, creativity and encouraging the player just to dive in and go, paint that yellow. Why? <laughs> or maybe purple. All right, then. That was nice, wasn't it? But this is very funny. Yeah. And um, I actually played it on my Steam Deck, recently acquired Steam Deck as well. So very nice. Ah. Yeah. Uh, I'm still waiting in my place in line for that. Uh-huh. It is a glorious thing. A little bit heavy, though, but still a glorious thing. I've heard. Yes. A little bit heavy. Anyway, well, that's the end of the first half. Well done. You made it. Hurrah. Go deep. (laughs) Let's move on to the second half of the show where we delve deep or fly across. I don't know. Uh, That is 
day for space. Yeah, yes. Exclamation point. <laughs> Exclamation point. Exclamation point. Okay, we've so, space. Space. So, first question. Regular listeners will know isn't really a question because none of us, all three of us, cannot speak in depth about the day we fought space without knowing what it is. <laughs> so, in your own words, I wish you the very best of luck with this because it's just tricky. What is the day we fought space? The Day We Fought Space is a wreck up game. It is a very tactile, hands-on, scrolling shooter. Um, it's got physics. It's got comic-inspired artwork. Uh, it's got a bunch of over-the-top weapons that you can cause just swaths of destruction yeah. through the galaxy as you're trying to take back the solar system from invaders. Yeah. Oh, very dare and uh, it's a side-scrolling lefty-righty, as I call it, rather than yes. up and downy. Mm -hmm. These are technical mm -hmm. terms, everyone. <laughs> right. So, for example, Xenon 2 will be up and down. Ikaruga is up mm -hmm. and down. Mm -hmm. um, let's see, 1942, 43, etc., mm -hmm. etc. Raiden, up and down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Raiden, up and down. But, uh, Jamestown, up and downy. Yeah, left and right will probably start to <laughs> There's scramble. There's the occasional any Audi, but I'm... I'm blanking oh, on all the titles of those. 
that might Star be. Fox, you could kind of call it any Audi. Gyrus, I think, might be. Yeah, yeah but uh, <laughs> yeah, left and righty scramble, of course. Then there's kind of defender, but it doesn't really count because that's weird because you can go left and right as you please. Um, <laughs> but there's Gradius or Nemesis, which is known in the U- UK for a bit. Um, <laughs> And then, um, you know, Salamander and stuff like that, all in the PC engine. So, yeah. And here we are. Mm-hmm. And we've we, we featured many a lefty righty shooter on this very show. Yes. And I think it was the third or fourth, maybe fifth. I don't know. It's been, been a while. But that is what the day we fought space with is. And um, so my first design question. Here we go. Brace yourself. Mm-hmm. It's on a mobile device whether it will be yes. a phone mm-hmm. i played it with my phone and my tablet which is an ios device because <laughs> i got suckered in 2007 judge all you like whatever so <laughs> I, just, just, I couldn't, couldn't really break free into the android never happened no, generally yeah. all no years. judgment from us yeah. <laughs> none, none at all actually it's just that's how it happened you know i tried to resist trust me i really didn't it didn't work so um and i've just noticed that the the controls are with your two two digits left and right, and um, it's remote control. So you move your finger everywhere, but your your ship would be moved differently, which is a lovely idea. I always love that. In I've seen it in many games, and it really really works very well with the day before space. Um, but knowing the player can spread their weapons fire mm-hmm. with yes. their right hand yes. fingers. How have you found designing the flow of enemies and their positioning to ensure that the player is rewarded for optimum fire? That actually took us a while to settle on. So, yeah. so the waves are procedurally generated. And it's yeah. never going to be the same set every time. Um, under the hood, it's uh, the analogy we use is a deck of cards. Or actually three decks of cards yes yeah so and you know the the precise number changes depending on where you are in the flow but i'm going to tell the first two levels story so the first first two stages of the game you've got three decks one of them challenges you to focus your fire one of them challenges you to spread one of them challenges you to dodge so tries to reinforce just those three very basic things and it makes sure every time it's almost like the decks are themselves shuffled in and you're never going to get the same challenge twice in a row. Um, You're going to always, you don't know, you might dodge, then focus, then dodge again, or you might dodge, focus, spread, spread, dodge, spread, dodge, focus. Um, So that's, the core we built things on. And then as you get further on, um, like like Mars, you've got two streams of enemies. You've got the air enemies and the ground enemies. So that, it it shuffles between those. So you think you've, you've got the gravity mechanic going there. Mm-hmm. So you mm-hmm. want to not necessarily destroy everything as soon as it comes on the screen because yes. you know there's stuff coming on the ground and if you can hold off on dropping that train on them also, then you just you're rewarded for that yeah you have to be careful when you do that as well because if you shoot it right away it's going to fall on you so yes. yep. you have to you have to 
dodge and make sure you're timing it correctly. That's happened more than once. (laughs) Um, But uh, okay. No, it's just really fascinating that they have this spread of fire, which I don't think I've seen in the other games. Or they do, but they're like, they just foist it upon you. You can't direct it. Mm -hmm. The only thing you can move is your ship. Um, Mm -hmm. There might be some exceptions to that where you have twin stick sort of controls. I'm sure there are. But typically it's just, well, um, when using shmups on traditional, I usually use an arcade stick Mm -hmm. because they're kind of designed for those. Most Uh people think arcade sticks are for for beat-em-ups. That is true, but they also Mm -hmm. work exceptionally well on shmups as well. Yeah. Um, But anyway, yeah, that's, that's, but I love the fact that you have this freedom of like, it's 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 almost like it's a full sense of like superiority when you have this like I have this amazing ship that can spread my fire all over the place. Oh wait, I can spread my fire all over the place. <laughs> so it's like because you realise that that's not maybe not the most optimal way of destroying things. But, uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. So my next question then was about just speaking of optimum things. See, like there you go. Segway, we've done this before. Oh, wait, no, it's not a segue. I just mentioned it. Um, but the upgrade system in the day before yeah. the space, uh-huh. um, it does allow for different forms of engagement when flying across left to right. You know, it depends on if mm-hmm. you've got the wrecking ball, you know, that's, mm-hmm. then that song immediately popped into my head when I saw it. Yeah. Like, there it is. You can't not. Thanks, Miley. Cheers. For destroying <laughs> that that word, but can you take us through just a a quick sort of story of how these were designed and developed, and how have you found like because making that you could go nuts. It's like making cards for a, a deck building game. It's like oh, let's just do this, and it's you play this, and if your name's Steve, you've won the game. Like, oh my God. So, um, so yeah, tell us tell your design of those. We actually prototyped it i have a i have a die cutter in my office we cut out those shapes on physical cardboard and i uh, i'm not gonna wrestle around for, <laughs> for a podcast no show no it's yeah, yeah it doesn't work <laughs> <with the audio. laughs> uh, but you know i had had a couple different layouts for like the hexagons where you place the tiles yeah 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 and you know i had to I wanted to come up with something that would be fun to do on its own and would be intuitive. There's this, this video that, you know, it, it did take a, as intuitive as I thought it was, it did take quite a while, quite a few passes through plate testing to actually mm-hmm. get it to the point where people were realizing there's this uh, meme video of someone <laughs> testing, like they got one of those bins of wooden blocks for kids and you say oh this is the circle where does it go and they turn it on its side it goes in the square hole yeah 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 it's the triangle yeah. it's a triangle which it's one a... do you think this goes yeah it goes in the square hole it's, yeah it's just, i've seen that it's just <laughs> maddening like <laughs> so that was that was kind of our life yeah from uh, for about the second half of 2021 into 2022 <laughs> was right. was that meme um, <laughs> um there are so many there's so many games where you can customize your your weaponry and your loadout yeah, that yeah. part is not unique but no. you know 99 times out of 100 it's a menu it, it's just kind of a drop down or oh, yeah, or yeah. 
it's just, you know, you press a plus button and more yes. is better. And yeah. you don't have to make a decision. Is lava better than ice? It's just, yes, double laser is better than single laser. Yeah. Quadruple yeah. laser is yeah. better than double laser. And we we wanted it to be a more thoughtful, engaging process than that. Yeah, yeah. I, I, um, it reminded me a little bit of a, it's a board game called Eclipse where you have to upgrade vessels in that and you actually had to put like when you got your upgrades you had to put them on your player board like okay all my fighters oh. now have this they've got mm-hmm. they've got missiles all my all my all my dreadnoughts now have this and you put that on the board and uh it's 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 been there's a second edition came out that fixed a lot of the first edition game but yeah it reminded nice. me a little bit of that where you actually bolt the things onto the ship itself rather than some nebulous menu it had no connectivity yeah. to the, the physicality are, of the ship um like th- there are some games where you kind of build the entire ship like that mm. um gosh i'm trying to think of the the mobile game that was like and you didn't actually get to pilot your ship it was all automatic yeah it's going to be bugging me that i can't think of the name there's, of this. There's but galaxy then also, like, that's that's a board game but galaxy truckers is, um yeah. if you played the the I don't know how many Kingdom Hearts games this was in. Was at least in the first one, right. where you'd have that that part everyone forgets about right. Kingdom right. Hearts, where you're flying between the worlds, and you're like, "What is? What does this have to do with anything?" <laughs> but that wow. one where you do physically build every bit of the ship. And that's not to think about what's going yeah. on. What's yes. So we're kind of Kingdom Hearts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, yeah, we kind of wanted to get. A level that was still still had some abstraction in it, right. but more engaging than scroll bars. <laughs> okay. The next question I have is collecting things is fun. It's great <laughs> in the day report space. You've really made it fun. And um, some games... Exclamation are, point, fun. Exclamation point, fun. I've actually got it in my... I've got questions here. They are there. It's, can't see them, but they're there. That's why I keep looking over to my right. Um, so how have you made sure, and this is what I want to ask, it's very critical, because you made sure that the player does expose themselves to potential death <laughs> just because yes. they want to grab a glowy blue thing, right? Uh-huh. So um, what have you done to make sure that they are suitably rewarded for doing that? Because you can just say, well, it is down there, but so's the falling train. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> so do I get there before the train hits the ground? <laughs> well, let's try anyway. It's a game, right? So tell us how have you found making sure that there's some, you know, it's fair whilst also being suitably challenging. Um, <laughs> it's a tough one. <laughs> it is a tough one. Um, it, it's because I, they I don't gravitate towards you, do they? They sort of like float there. You know, sort of they do float around. Yeah, and it was actually it. it this isn't answering the question, but it's getting no, me talking. So hopefully the, the question will because fall out. The answer out will fall into as your I head speak. That, as you speak. Yeah. It, it was very late in the design that people started realizing 
that they were collectibles. <laughs> a lot of people thought that they were obstacles for oh. many, many versions. And it wasn't until the small change where when you blow up a ship right now in the final version, they first move slightly away from what you blew up. Mm-hmm. And then they mm-hmm. start drifting towards you. And that was the change we needed to get them to realize they were collectible in the first place. And the pleasing clinky sound. Um, That's nice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> little boop, 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 boop. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Well done. Got, and, and you numbers get the little, go up. You got the ticker. The numbers, numbers go, go up. up. Yeah. You see the little thing in the corner go up. Mm-hmm. And, um, Doing something wrong. Just having fun things to spend them on at the end of the mm-hmm. end of oh, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, I the first getting, thing I bought was well, the, the, not the weapon, no. I went straight to the um decoration because I'm like that. Oh look, a mm-hmm. rainbow one. And I bought that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was the first one I went. Like, yes. Yes. That's so I, I Yeah, I think that, that uh what Kathy just um talked about there is the reward is that um that's what makes it worth it is being able to even if you die you can go back and you can experiment and create different ships um create different visual ships with rainbows or uh tiger stripes or whatever wacky design we we have in there um and experiment with the upgrades uh that is so rewarding to be able to try different ways of of destroying things so, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's an age-old system that's been around for quite a long time, but mm-hmm. every game does it in different ways. Uh, right. And I'm just thinking that some of the most, I think Giga Wing was one that's just bonkers, the amount of uh, stuff it just spits out. I mean, it's just uh-huh. relentless, and you go, there's more <laughs> stuff to collect there than to shoot. What's going on? <laughs> but, you know, it, uh, it doesn't slow down either because... Yeah. There were wizards. They generally were. They were pointy ass <laughs> to, to make this game. Um, but uh, no, I just I, I that's the one thing that's the, the the good smups allow you to judge very quickly whether it is worth the risk of getting that mm-hmm. stuff or staying where you are. You know, <laughs> because you know what's coming. So uh-huh. Why are you going to move? You just, just look, look. That's there. Yeah, but the good big go- no brain. Look, see. <laughs> so, I, and I think yeah. one thing in our in the day we fought space that makes the calculus a little different from a lot of shmups. So many shmups are one hit is one death. Yeah, like yeah. no matter what. In our game, we let you get a lot more beat up. This is and true. And there's even ways you can mitigate damage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So a lot of people don't notice this at first, but you know, same way if you're driving your car, if you are going, if you sideswipe someone going the same speed as you, that hurts you a lot less than plowing at 100 miles an hour into a parked car. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. The That's same mechanic true. is in the game. So yeah. if you kind of match what's hitting you a bit, you're going to yeah. mitigate some of that damage. Exactly. So, but if you go plowing into the side of a train, then you're, you know, that's yeah. on you, really, isn't it? <laughs> right. <laughs> I know the blue blob thing was there. I know, but what? <laughs> so I might be projecting a little bit here. Never mind. Um, then the last question. I know. 
all good things must come to an end. Mm -hmm. I hope you thought it was good. Here yeah. We go. <laughs> the last question is this. I want to talk about, and it's deliberate because only Susan was here. And we've only mm -hmm. danced around it, but I want to focus on this now because there's a, there's a thing here. The visual styling, as we've already discussed, is yes. very much like a comic book. But, mm -hmm. and it's got black outlines and, you know, defined shapes and not mm -hmm. so much use of shadow because you don't. I'm not, I'm an amateur when it comes to critiquing this stuff or observing this stuff, but there's not a lot uh -huh. of shadows. And I do love it when you end the level and you have that pencil sketch version of it. That's, that's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I want to know how much informed the other, how much of this style has actually informed the way you experience and play the game because they are not mutually exclusive. Many people would argue that it is those who aren't familiar with the design process, but they are actually entwined with one another. So I'd just yeah. like to ask you, how have you found that experience, that process of coming up with design, visual designs, and then finding it impacting, not negatively, just impacting generally, it doesn't have to be a negative uh, the design of the game of of uh, design of uh, the day we fought space in the first place. How have you found that? Sure. Uh, well, that is also um, that's a difficult question too. But I would say that um, that was a lot of experimenting, and one of the ways that we found that the comic book style has helped players is that when we were first starting to make this game, um, that flat style of the ships. Um, wasn't standing out quite as well because we didn't have the um, the black outlines. We did not have as much shading or um, uh, that kind of comic book grit to it. And players were not recognizing ships against the background as much. And they were not necessarily recognizing them as the objects that they were, which understandably some of it were influenced by what they were seeing um such as like bugs or um weird you know sea creatures or something but when we started to really really um focus on that comic book style and add the black lines and add that quality to it players were immediately starting to recognize what enemies were against the background, um, really, really connecting, connecting to it. And um, yeah, it's, and it's a simple change to better. actually make yeah. sure that the things that are moving on the screen, you can see them. Yes. You know, yes. it may look glorious, but you go, I can't see anything functionally. Yes. It just doesn't mm -hmm. work. And all you had to do, I say all you had to do, I know it wasn't easy, sorry, but what you had to do is create a black relief to it. Um, yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's, uh, and then all of a sudden you can see where you are and you can even see the blue blobs you're chasing around. And it's like, you know, uh, and, 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 and avoiding the big thing. And it's just, yeah, it's just very, very um, an obvious change, but that's a great answer to that question. You know, one, one was informing the other. You know, you probably thought, no, this looks fine. So, yeah, I can't see anything. Yeah, it looks fine. Uh -huh. Yeah. Yeah, but <laughs> exactly. I can't see anything. We can't see anything yeah. moving. Yeah, but it looks fine. Do we have to have this conversation again? <laughs> <laughs> so um, it's almost as if I was there. There you go. <laughs> but um, no, that is, that is a great answer, and thank you for that. So mm -hmm. 
The day we fought space! Exclamation point. Yes. Exclamation point. It's developed by, and I'm going to really mess this up, but I have to say this name. Uh, Your best. (laughs) Tourisops Truncantus Studios. There you go. Not bad. Give it a 7 out of 10. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. I think I messed up the first one, but please, where's that come from? It sounds like a uh, an MMO character name that you can't spat out. Battlenose Dolphin, binomial, oh. binomial name. So there you go. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that, yes, it's all very Latin. Like, of course it is. It's got us at the end of it. What am I thinking? <laughs> As some people see truncatus. So what's cut off in your game? Like, like, it's, well, it's, it's the nose, nose and our mascot. Nose, yeah. <laughs> so. Fantastic. Um, oh, yes, Tersiops. There you go. Now I've got it. So uh, it's available now on what platforms at the time of releasing uh, the show? Um, so... Uh, um, iPad, iPhone, iPod Touch. Right, it yes. is on 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 the iOS devices. Yes, yes. yes. Very good. Um, so historically, I would actually list out the platforms. I got into trouble once, so not doing that again. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> uh, so I blame Wikipedia. Anyway, so um, so. Uh, Kathy and Susan, it's been wonderful having you on the show. Really yes, fun. thank you so much. This Great has been fantastic. Here. Yeah, it's been fun. And more than welcome to come back um, because awesome. uh, we would love to. We uh, to find out what else you're cooking up. Probably yeah. not involving um, little, little memes of puzzles. Maybe it does. Maybe that's your new game. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. But whatever it is. Maybe but, you've so. just given us our, our next great idea. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. You're welcome. <laughs> the invoices in the post. I do do yes. consultancy work. Um, but no, um, but, uh, no, but in the meantime, thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you as well. You have been listening to the Sausage Factory podcast, part of the Cane and Rinse Collective. Support us for just two US dollars per month at patreon.com forward slash cane and rinse for early, extended and exclusive podcasts. Find us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Twitch, YouTube and at our website, canorince.com. <laughs>